Welcome to the Horror Chronicles with your hosts, Brian and JT. Now follow us through the deep, dark realm of the horror world. Let's talk all things horror. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Horror Chronicles. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, JT's in the house. What's going on, everybody? So, uh, how's everybody's Halloween? I know you can't answer, but, you know, we asked a question anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mine was fantastic. Yeah, man. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. I mean, I showed up kind of late, but there were still a lot of people here when I showed up. You, know? you did. So, you did. Uh, how'd that all go? Uh, man, it was cool. There was a lot of people showed up this year. Probably the most we've ever had. I'd say there was probably 100, 150 people in and out of this place. And man, I'm telling you, like, if you got this is his just his house. It's not like it's a yeah. You know, it was crazy. We don't do a haunted house or anything. It's just people come in and gather. And yeah, decorated yards. Now, oh, you know, yeah. it's just a good setup. It's good. It's a good hang setup. Like I said yeah, before. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun, and we love it. You know, and it gives us a opportunity to talk to people and meet new people. We had a bunch of new people show up this year. Yeah, it's it's and that's the thing, like you said. It's really weird when you're when you're walking through, you know, like it's cool because now we have the garage and so everybody kind of gathered in here and we had movies playing on the on the big screen. And that and, looked, oh yeah, and that looked really good by the way. Yeah, even it, with it that did door look open, cool. it yeah. looked perfect. Like it was, you yeah. could see it perfectly. But it was kind of odd to walk through here and be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool. I mean, that's what Halloween's all about. Yeah, like I said, bringing people together. Yes, sir. Yes, the creepiness sir. brings people together. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, creepy. it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I left a little bit. I got here a little late, so I mean. Yeah, it was kind of funny. You walk in and kind of snuck up behind me as I'm as I'm uh, promoting our podcast to somebody in here. I'm like, oh hey, here you just go here, you go there, and then all of a sudden there you are, and I'm like. I was, I, was stand, I was standing there for like at least four minutes just sitting there listening. But, uh, yeah, man, it was good. My um, my kids got to do their little thing. They showed up before I did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they came did. out here with their grandma before I got a chance. It to was kind of funny. Your youngest was sleeping when, whenever they got here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he woke up shortly. Car after. rides tend to do that to him. He likes yeah, to pass. they do that to me, too. I know. i got to watch that. <laughs> but, yeah, he loves... He loves that stuff too, though. They get they showed up before I did, but I still got out here. We yeah, still, yeah. you know, did a thing, and it was cool, man. I really liked it. Like the setup, especially with the garage now that get yeah. people in here, yeah. and where we're at, it always seems to want to rain on Halloween. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's rained like the past two or three years. Almost. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say probably five years because yeah. I can't. And that's yeah. It's that's been a while since I can remember having a Halloween that was nice. And then go figure, because the day before Halloween, it was like beautiful. Yeah, it was 70, like 60, yeah, 65, 70 degrees. I 70, mean, absolutely I mean, gorgeous. Gorgeous day. I'm like, sweet. And then the next day, it just rain and miserable. Yeah. But, but it was kind of cool, though. <laughs> I mean, it rained in the morning a little bit, but then it quit. And then it started just kind of sprinkling about 6 o'clock or so. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it was a major downpour thunderstorm or anything. No, it was just a gra- just a gradual rain, man. It just, yeah. it, but it, I, I mean, it sets up the atmosphere too. Yeah, it worked out cool. Worked no, out bonfire cool. still worked. Yeah, yeah. bonfire was out there going, so it worked yeah, out not many good. people hung around that because everybody wanted to be in here with the food and the movie, movie and man. yeah. It yeah. looked good though, man. I mean, I like it was fun, man. Thanks. And that movie looked really clear on there, dude. Like, yeah. we're going to have to come out here sometime just to watch a fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> just to chill yeah. out in the garage. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, one of our other friends, we uh, ran into her on Saturday. Uh, and uh, she was uh, she was like, oh, okay, so uh, you guys going to have a Christmas party this year out in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Black Christmas. Krampus. Uh, <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. Or Krampus. Yeah, yeah, we'll have all kinds of... Great Christmas movies for the family. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, it was it was a pretty good time. You know, it rained. It's Halloween. It's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. And today I got to watch. Uh, oh, I recorded anyway. I haven't got to watch it yet. One of my uh, favorite movies. I haven't bought it yet. I'm gonna kick myself in the ass for not buying it yet. But uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We talked about that. Oh, dude, I got a couple things I want to talk to you about. It's but, on. Yeah, I it's, like Buffy. Uh, was that Christy Swanson was in that? Yeah, Luke Paul Perry. Rubens. Uh, what was the Luke Perry. Perry? Luke Perry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, great movie. David Arquette spawned a fantastic series. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, I love. I, 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 I don't care. I love that movie, man. That that movie <clears throat> is along with like the Lost Boys. 
really was yeah. a huge, yeah. huge yeah. part of my childhood. Yeah. That for sure. Like that's one of the the movies that spawned me getting into horror. Like yeah. and you know I, that's definitely a staple. I want to say that's oh, a staple yeah. of my childhood. That movie. Yeah. You know. Well, a couple things that I want to tell you about is. Uh, we just started watching on Netflix the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and it's about oh, yeah, Sabrina I've, the Teenage Witch. I've been Witch. hearing about it. I've been hearing about Dude, it. Dude, the atmosphere in that show is like off the hook. I mean, Dark and it creepy? Is, uh, it is really cool the way they recorded all of that. See, i got to get Netflix. Yeah, it, it's really cool. But uh, something I just started recording, and I just went through the first two episodes of it, was Eli Ross, The History of Horror. Yes, I've seen, uh, I caught like half an episode just oh, one day dude. randomly. Yeah, I just, uh, I've only watched two episodes. The first episode was about zombies, and it was, you know, of course, they went through all That's the, the one zombie I watched, movies, you know. You know, gave big props to George Romero. Uh, they talked about Shaun of the Dead, 28 yes. Days Later, because all I, kinds of stuff. I seen, um, I watched when he was talking to Greg Nicotero. Yeah, yeah. That's, dude, yeah, yeah I was watching, that's the yeah. part I seen. The um, second one, uh, they're doing a two-part, so... Episodes two and three are slashers. Oh, of course. And I watched the second episode, and of course it was all about Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween, and you know they talked about some of the other slashers. And when it ended, they were just getting into Friday the Thirteenth, you know, and sweet. And, uh, they talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and all, oh, dude, it, so far it's been really cool. Yeah, I'm not a huge Eli Roth fan his movies are kind of yeah i seen something know, the other day his movies are a lot of gore and stuff he makes good movies don't get me wrong but I, i'm just not into the gore flicks yeah like green Oscar. green inferno yeah. inferno and stuff yeah, like yeah. that like that movie was straight crazy gore yeah. dude oh yeah somebody was comparing him to uh they did something on one of the sites i'm on and um on facebook and they were comparing his movies to rob zombies and but the like they had, well, the thing is, they had Green Inferno on his. They had, um, what was the one you just said? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Hostel. Hostel was he did on the there. Hostel series, yeah. And then, um, there was two more on there. And then for, for Rob Zombie, Thousand Horses, House of Thousand Corpses, great movie. Yes. Um, yes. Devil's Rejects. Oh, fantastic. Great movie. Yeah. And then both the Halloweens. And I was like, dude, you throw those two in there, then it's obviously yeah. I Roth. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But. I, you know, as far as, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. I, I'm not going to knock it. I just, I hated the beginning of that movie. They gave us too much backstory on Michael. Yeah. We don't need to know that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, as far as, I, I loved uh, Malcolm McDowell as Loomis. I think he did a great yes, job. Yes, yeah. Great yeah, job. Yep. But, uh, you know, the rest of, I liked the brutality of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, the atmosphere was good. I liked it the was. atmosphere of the movie. It was. Like you said, though, just a little bit too much info for me, and yeah. then like, it, and I, then you get to part two, and that's that's probably up there with one of the worst movies I've I ever seen. seen. I didn't even yeah. watch it. I uh, I watched half of it and I stopped yeah, watching it. it. I'm like, just, this is just, just junk. Bad. So I can't even tell you. But how you know, it ends. but then he comes out and he does something like Thirty One, which I don't know if you've seen, seen it. That. Yep. Uh, not too bad. I liked it. I mean, it was he, good. Uh, you know, it was a cool story. Yeah, it's a good story. Cool I liked story. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh. But getting back to where we were at, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that Eli Roth show. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, I started recording it and I missed like the first three episodes, so I found you know I went to AMC.com and I found it and I watched like I said I watched the first two episodes. I actually watched those this morning. Um, I yeah. was pretty impressed with it. Yeah, I liked what I seen so far and stuff. Oh, and, I, and they got the uh, guy, uh, the director of Walking Dead, the creator. Um, oh my god yeah, I know Greg Nic- Nicotero is the guy who does the I'm a horror reject N- Nicotero yeah, yeah Greg Nicotero yeah, yeah. yeah sorry the... um, uh, he was on it he's yep. kind of like the you know Eli Roth of course is doing it but then he's sitting there with Rob Zombie and Nicotero yeah well because I know Nicotero is uh, part of um, I believe is part of the, the remake of uh, oh Pet Cemetery. I want to say he's in. Really, on a, he's in. He's in on one of these new movies that are coming out. These big yeah. ones. He he is part of that. I know that for sure. Uh, I want to say it's Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Dude, and the people they're interviewing in that are like. Oh, I mean, Robert they got England. Landis. Uh, Stephen King is in it. They've even got some interview with Joe Hill, which a lot of people don't know. Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Yeah. And the books that Joe Hill is putting out are just as creepy as the shit his dad does. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean they got, and I, I mean of course they got all the slashers. They got Kane Hodder. They got yeah, uh, yeah. There was a cool, there was Robert a cool England. little uh, interview with uh, Kane. Um, he was talking about how he had been in four of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and he had killed more people on film than he thanks anybody yeah. has ever. You know. Yeah, people are. I love Kane Hodder. Yeah, the Hatchet movies are fantastic. They're campy as hell, but I love <laughs> them, dude. I love them. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, Man, we have just went way off. Yeah, the hey, it's all here. good, man. It's all good. We never we, we never said what our topic's going to be yet. Yeah. So, well, we um, haven't really sat down and talked to each other in a while. And yeah, it's been of, it's been at least of, it's been at least four days. It, it has been four <laughs> days. Well, it, it was kind of weird. You can't really count Halloween because we didn't really have time to talk. We talked a whole we, lot. I mean, I showed you know, up. There out was here a for, lot of people here. And, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't here for very long, like an hour, you know. But keeps us busy. So my maybe. wife, I got to give her props, man. She's. She's a trooper when it comes to Halloween. Yeah, she, she was kicking butt out here. She, she didn't really and, care for it whenever we got married, and I've kind of, you know, turned her over to the dark side. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> and now, you know, she she does a great job. She keeps everything moving. You know, she only had to yell at me four or five times all night. <laughs> See, I got lucky because uh, my wife, me and my wife have been together since we were 14 years old. So we kind of grew up into it with each other and she actually likes them anyway she loves horror movies you know it scares her and stuff but she on halloween like just kills it every year yeah she looked fantastic this year as the nun yeah. i mean so i'm sure people who listen to this probably most of you seen it on our facebook page if not go check it out on our facebook yeah. page yeah. the horror chronicles podcast but uh she freaking was the nun this year and she nailed her so yeah. Yeah, she looked really good. But she does that every year. She freaking just kills it every year. Creepy. I wouldn't want to see that coming at me at night. Yeah, you know, it's a little creepy. But sometimes yeah, creepier. Yeah, then she puts the makeup on. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. He's going to pay for that later, trust me. I probably will. <laughs> but anyway, uh, folks, today I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Ouija board. Yeah. And uh, maybe get into a little bit of witchcraft stuff because it kind of intertwines with it a little bit, uh, it, barely. It, but it I mean, does, but it doesn't. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know, mainly just the name. People think, you know, that they're com- they're connected because they do, you know. And and I was one of those people. And when you really go back and look at it, they really have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, but they do. Uh, in essence, but witches didn't use talking boards or Ouija yeah, boards. Yeah. I mean, they, they just didn't do it. A Ouija board is actually a fairly new concept. I say fairly new. The first actual Ouija board, or Ouija is how it's pronounced, uh-huh. board actually was introduced into society in 1890. Yep, 1890, you know? yep. And that's not, that you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not very long ago. Yeah, I mean, you know. the first ads didn't come out. The first ad for it wasn't until 1891. Right. That's when right. the first few right. ads started to come out. Right. And uh, Now, there was talk about it in the 1840s. Around yes. 1848, they started yep. working on this. And then this uh, Charles Kenner mm-hmm. uh, is the one that, came up with the idea to in 1891 he said that you know he him and he got four of other investors involved into making the kennard um novelty company right and basically they just mainly just to put out and make the market on ouija boards right yeah and and back then they were called the talking board yeah because yep and uh, the this guy, uh, William Fund, is the one that actually came up with the term Ouija. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's a couple different stories on that. I was going to say, yeah, because one of the stories is is that the guy who, one of the investors, Elijah Bound. Right. He had a stepsister, or a sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And she was a yeah, strong her, her medium. Her name was Helen Peters. Yes. Yeah. And she was a strong medium, everyone said, you know. Right. In mm-hmm. quotes. And anyway, she was talking, they had a seance, and she said they were asking what they should name the board. So they come up with the name Ouija. Yeah. But one of the ladies who was at the the seance was wearing a necklace, a locket. And inside the locket, there was a picture of a lady. And it, um, the actual name is uh, Yonda. And she was a poet or something like that. Uh-huh. Yonda or something like that. Well, they mispronounced it and said Ouija. And that's where they got the name from. 
Okay. Okay. I, yeah, and um, well, that's that's one of the stories so right, where, right, right. about where the name right. came from. And they claim the they claim that the Swedia, if it's a it's an ancient Egyptian term, and its translation is good luck. Yeah. But that's just one of the stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how much validity is there to that? Eh, I don't know. I'm yeah. not Egyptian. Yeah, and they also say that, it's you know. It's a cool concept, though. Yeah. And they say that the name come from the French word. I don't oui. know how. We, oui, oui. which is, you know. Yes. And then um, ja, ja from the German word. It is German, right. And, right. but, I mean, it's. Yeah. A lot of people say that's not that's not where it comes from. It's you know everyone's it's up to determination for everybody else. Well, and this fold guy actually tried to, after they created this, he was trying to take control of it. You know, so he um, actually, what I had heard is, is he was the one that actually changed how the name came about. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, you know, it, it's a bizarre story. But if you look at that, though, so think about that. A lot of people, I, I was one of those people that thought Ouija boards have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And they were part of the witchcraft lore, and these witches would talk to spirits and blah, blah, blah. And it's all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and no one really, because no one really knows when it right, came about. Right. They think, they think that the idea came from China back in, uh, I think it was 540 BC. Mm-hmm. They used a type of talking board. Um, what did they call it? It was uh, uh, something writing. Um, uh uh-huh. ah. Uh, the name escapes me now, but basically they had a planchette that had two wheels on one side, and they could put a pencil in the other side. And, oh yes, yes, yeah. And they, you know, they would put their hands on it, and it would they would put it on a big piece of paper. Yep. And they'd put their hands on it, and it, and it would, it would spell out words to them. Well, do you, do you know the the story of uh, Patience Worth? Yes, yes. You know, and that's you know it. Patience Worth, I mean, basically just a quick story on her. It is basically there was a lady named Pearl Curran. Right, right. And she was around in 1913. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, she claimed to talk to a, a spirit through the through the witch board, through the Ouija board, whatever right, you want to call it, right. because it hadn't been called that time. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, she claimed to talk to the spirit whose name was Patience Worth. Right. And she was alive in the 17th century sometime, and she was a poet. Right. And what's crazy about this is, is that Pearl Curran, actually, she wrote seven books, a lot of poems, and short stories. Right. Saying that all of it was from this patient's worth, and she actually brought the spirit board on road with her and had live seances, writing stuff. Right. On road, live in front of people with patients were supposedly so dude i am so excited you pulled up that story because that was one of the things that i had thought about um i have read a lot about patients worth um listened to a lot of stories about her and Uh stuff and it was kind of crazy because these books that she had written were of an intelligence that there is no possible way this woman could have had. Yeah, and... Um, she was not well-versed. She was not well-schooled. Educated at all. No. I mean, this woman... I mean, I, I'm not saying she was a, a dummy by no means, but, you know, she was she was not as smart as... The work the she was putting she, out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a really cool story. And she wrote these books and these plays and stuff like in between the years of 1913 and 1917. Yeah. So it was a short amount of time kind of, if you think about it, for the amount of work that came out right, of her. Right, You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I mean, that's an awesome story. Cause yeah, like, that's it really is. Just it thinking really about, is. you know, how someone with, I mean, someone putting out the work of s- someone who has clearly mm-hmm. way higher intellect mm-hmm. And mental capacity right. than the person that's Yeah, being. one of the things that I had heard about Pearl is at one time, she was writing up to 4,000 words a day. Yes. Yep. And claimed that all of it was coming from the spirit world, from Patience Work. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's 
crazy cool. It, it, it's a really cool story. Really yeah, cool. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, and um, what's crazy about it too, you know, you know, they sold those Ouija boards when they came out for like a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was in freaking, you know, what, 1891, 1892. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, for that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and people were buying them like crazy because at this time going on in the world was the spiritual, uh, what was it, what do they call it? The spiritual uh, uprising. Uprising. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, so they capitalized on it, man. Yeah. And I mean, just made Yeah. Money. And it, and it's really weird. Like, it seems like, these things get extremely popular around, say, like wartime, when there's something major going on in the world, the the popularity of these things rises. Um, and there's a lot of different kind of kinds of boards out there and different kinds of devices to try and communicate with the dead. Uh, there was this doctor, his name was Robert uh, uh, Robert Hare, sorry. And he was a a devout skeptic. I mean, the guy was out to debunk these things Mm -hmm. in the biggest way possible. And he created one that was more, it was more like a machine that, you know, he took all the information that he could gather and he built this machine and it worked. And this guy was no longer a skeptic. He became a believer because of this. Uh, it's very interesting, the stuff that you pull up off of these things. Well, and, and two, like, uh, what's crazy about it is, in order for them to get a patent, to get this, to get a patent on the Ouija board, they yeah. had to prove that they it worked. They had to prove that it worked. Right. And in this case, you know, they had the guys and the, um, the people who were given the test on whether mm-hmm. or not it worked. They didn't know the name of that guy, supposedly. So this is all supposedly. And I got to think about it. These guys, these investors, you know, uh, Robert, um, these investors, Charles Kennard and um, Boyd. Yeah, Bond. Bond. I'm sorry. These guys had a lot of money, a lot of pool. Yeah. Now, so who knows? But the story goes that they had to use the Ouija board to spell out this man's full name to prove that it worked to get the patent. And, of course, that's what happened. Right, and they said right. the guy came out and was, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, it really works. But who knows if he got paid. We don't know. But that's the story. So yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll stick with the story just for story's sake. But And a lot of this information I got, guys, is from a guy named Robert Murch. Yes. And uh, he... It, um, there's he, a... a what is, what's the name of that? Uh, it's the National Talking Board. Yeah. Uh, so... I, or, uh, it's like a council or chamber or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I can't remember, but uh, yeah. that's that's where I got a lot of my information from. He's I've been everywhere. He's done a lot of research on it yeah, since like yeah. 92 or something like that. Yeah, He's been doing yeah. research on it. But um, So, yeah, they proved that it worked by spelling out the man's full name, right. mm-hmm. and they supposedly had no idea who the guy was. So, I mean, that's, you know. that's Yeah, you know, and they, they claim that these things work. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of funny. So once... Uh, once they released these things, they kind of became a a novelty. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because this, you know, this uh, this Kennard Novelty Company sold these things, and it was bought out by Hasbro. Yep. And I remember when in the late '80s they were owned by Parker Brothers. Yeah. I, yeah. Parker and it Brothers became it. it was a game. It was a game. And one of the coolest things on the Ouija board is is it says for ages eight and up. So think about that. You got to be 21 to drink alcohol, but you only got to be eight years old to summon a demon. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and I remember, um, I remember they were trying to. They said they were trying. They were selling these on the premise of they can predict, they can tell the past, they predict the future, and um, and the present. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, so basically, it was supposed to be. It wasn't really supposed to be connecting to. The spirit, the spirit world. world. Supposedly, it was to be able to tell your future and kind of like a mysticism type thing. You know right. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting stuff. But I mean, I've used them. Oh, I have too. I have too. So I mean, uh, we had some strange occurrences with one. You know, when I was younger, uh, we had one one time. We were we were using it, and it uh, 
for some reason it, I know this can sound funny, but for some reason it kept spelling out cat. Um, and we would talk to it for a while and it would talk about some other stuff and then it would go back to cat. And, you know, me and my buddy, we like to freak each other out. So we'd go out in the woods at, at night, you know, it was really dark and we'd have a, have a couple candles with us and we'd play this Ouija board, you know, and, uh, the one night that it started talking about the cat, we're, we're sitting there, we kind of looked at each other. It's like, what the hell is this thing talking about? And all of a sudden, like right beside us in the woods, this cat just lets out this blood curdling. I tell you what, talk about two guys shitting their pants. <laughs> we ran back to the house. It was crazy. Do you have a stutter? Huh? Kept going back to cat. cat I don't cat, know. Cat. Cat. Meow. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, um, I've used it a few times, not a whole lot. Um, I know that where I, when I was younger, we when we lived up in, um, oh, it's up towards St. Louis, but I can't remember the town name now. I was pretty young. But, um, oh, Farm Apartments was the name of the place. Okay. And um, there was a lady that, it was, a, it was a newer subdivision that we lived in. And uh, there's quite a bit of houses there, you know, or I guess you would call them like duplexes, really. Right. right. And um, there's a bunch of them there. And there was this lady who was like nutso in our in that little cul-de-sac. And um, I remember everybody, like my brother and my friends and his friends that are around at that time, my older brother anyway, uh, they would tell stories. Oh, that lady, yeah. yeah, she she killed her husband and buried him in a basement, blah, blah, you know, stuff like that to freak you out. Well, I know her husband did die. I'm not sure how, but I know that she was, like, super into that, into the Ouija board and talking to spirits and trying to communicate with her husband and shit. And then I know, like, one night, um, her and her son, I want to say, and some other people were there doing a seance, I guess, with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. I think this was on Halloween, to be honest with you. Because I remember, yes, it was, because that's why we were all outside. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing her and them running out of the house with the with the Ouija board. And they threw it out in the road. And she doused it with something, I don't know, and just lit it on fire. And uh, it was burning different color flames. Which, to me, back then, I was like, oh shit there's like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but now i know that you know sometimes they put chemicals and stuff that just burns right. b- burns right. weird colors right. back then i was like holy crap and my brother's like yeah that's all the souls coming out of the board. <laughs> so i was like freaked the fuck out you know but uh yeah i mean that was an interesting story but they really she came out screaming and yelling talking about um whatever's in her house banging on the walls and they're burning the ouija board and this and that and yeah Another crazy story. This is coming... F- now, I heard this from my wife. For year- I've been with my wife for almost 19 years now. And she's told me this story. Never has changed. And her dad even told me the story. And her dad passed away about six years ago. And, um, you know, he wasn't a bullshitter type guy. Really good dude. One of the best guys I ever knew. Right. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> they had this... Uh, they moved into... bought this house that her mom still lives in today. And I've lived in a house. There's a lot of cool stories about this place, too, that she has. Her and her family has about mm-hmm. the ghosts and stuff. But anyway, back to the Ouija board aspect. When they moved in, um, they have a basement. They went down the basement. They had, like, three or four be- three bedrooms downstairs. or like, three separate rooms that you can make a bedroom, you know. And uh, in the middle of that, they have, like, a laundry chute that, you know, you throw the laundry from the top down. Mm-hmm. It comes down. Well, and then there's, like, cabinets down there behind it. Well, in the cabinets, they found this Ouija board. But it was an old school wooden one, like the wood, actual yeah, wood. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they pull it down and stuff, and then her dad shows up, and he's, they're like, Dad, check this out, you know, whatever. And he's like, we got to get it out of the house. He messed with that thing. So he takes it, and he throws it in trash. Well, they come back, and it's back in the house. He thinks, oh, it's just the kids yeah, yeah. being stupid. Got it out of the can. You know. So uh, he takes it. And, uh, well, actually, Krista or her sister, I can't remember which one Krista said, my wife, said that uh, they found it again and brought it back upstairs said, Dad, look at this. And he's like, what are you kids doing taking this out of trash? I put, told you it's just going in the trash. And they're like, we didn't bring it back in here, blah, blah, you know, freaking out. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. And he takes it, and then he goes to leave later on the night, 
and he takes it with him. And he just throws it on the side of the damn road somewhere. Throws it out. Mm-hmm. Well, it comes back to the house. Holy shit. I, th- I can't remember what she said they find. I think they finally said that she he burned it and made sure it was burnt yeah. to a crisp and never came back. But that's I've heard that same story for the last freaking 19 years. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And that that's kind of the legend of these things. They say you can't get rid of them. The only way you can truly get rid of it is to give it away. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. I've had three of them. I've thrown all three of them away. And they've never came back. So, I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna go in your house tonight. And there's gonna be three yeah. laying oh, on my, your bed. My wife would not be happy. She'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I had a really cool one. It was a glow in the dark one. Whenever we got married, and I tried to get her to let me use it for uh, Halloween. I was gonna put a motor on the planchette and have it spin around the board and stuff, <laughs> you know. And she's like, "Hell no, get rid of that thing." And I, well, we ended up getting rid of it. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's just one of those things that keep your. I, it, it's just a, you know, it's a toy. Yeah, and it I keeps mean, your. It's, it's a, it's a novelty. Keeps it's your imagination. Yeah, it keeps that imagination going. You know what I mean? Is what it, you know, and and that's what I was that's what I was saying earlier about you know when the when these things first came out, they became like a novelty. They were almost like a freaking yo-yo or something, you know, that you pull out at a party yep. and you know, everybody would have fun, you know. Talking to spirits on this board that, you know. Well, you know, when it comes into that, like, I I really look at it kind of like uh, it's a group think type thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like it's people can make things happen. Humans can make things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And uh, they claim that that's what's going on is that your subconscious is uh, causing... Twitches in your fingers that are making this thing move around. I don't know what does it. I know they work. I've used one numerous times. And this guy that I used to use one with all the time is one of those guys that I I trust him. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he trusted me. And, you know, we played with these things for years and, and never had any problems with them. Yeah. And, you know, I... Like I said, it's one of those things that keep you keep that imagination going, keep that thing, you know, cooking. Yeah. So like, I seen that really cool freaking Ouija board table uh-huh. on Facebook. Oh yeah, that and when I build the I, coffee table yes. or the dining table, I Either saw one. one. It was like a dining room table. Well, the, the one oh, I'm, the, it was awesome. I'm looking. getting one, and I'm gonna get it for the studio because yeah. I'm getting ready to build a house here soon. I'm gonna build a studio downstairs yeah. for the podcast, and we're using it yeah. for a table cool. for sure. Yeah. I'm getting one, hundred percent getting one. But uh, but um, as far as using them, I've used them a few times. I've used them a few times, um, and kind of like you, I I was using it with one of my friends, and I trust the guy a hundred percent. Right, right. And um, it was just me and him, and um, some stuff came through, and it was yeah. some stuff that was kind of pretty close to us, and like uh, stuff that hadn't happened yet. Right. But then came to fruition. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't get any haunting things or anything like that. Yeah, no, But no. we kind of got, you know, a little bit of a preview, I guess, of right. what That's was cool. coming. Uh, um, you know, I guess the cat thing for us was kind of a preview, but we would ask this thing questions that... Now, now me and this guy, we knew each other pretty well, but we would ask it questions that we knew the other person didn't know the answer, and it would answer it. I oh, mean, yeah, and, yeah. And be fairly accurate that way you guys can would know who's because if you didn't know the answer and you know you're not moving it to the correct answer then right you know know. but it's cool it's that whole connection thing i mean it's it's a connection between between everybody i mean and it spawns some pretty good movies yeah i mean at least i love witchboard witchboard oh my god good movie i just watched it like i said not too long ago we talked about it on the lovely tonic See, I gotta get it. I gotta get the names of the old school actresses and stuff, yeah. and actors. Like I've been trying to school myself on some of the older stuff, cause like yeah. I, you know, I um. It's not like I'm older than him or anything. Yeah, he's not old at all. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I do have I do have a friend of mine that has a really good story about a Ouija board. And I think I may try and get him to tell that to us. 
So hey everybody, uh, this is my buddy Justin. He's going to tell us a cool little story about a Ouija board. You ready for this, Justin? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. So uh, the story really starts nine years ago back in, uh, what what is that now, uh, 2009. Um, me and three other friends of mine, we was given a Ouija board from some other friends of ours, and we decided to play it. At the time, I was living at my parents' house, and me and the three of them, we get the board out, and we decide to play. My parents are away, so obviously uh, they wouldn't approve with us doing this there. So we started to play the board, started warming it up, and of course, all of us were not necessarily believers in it, but warming it up, we started going through a round of questioning, going, um, you know, is anyone there? It goes to yes. So, are you a boy or a girl? Goes to boy. Asks how old they are. Goes to like nine years old, I believe it was. That's cool. Well, then we asked the name. And whenever we asked the name, it went to three different letters. And it really didn't make sense to us at the time. So, we'd, you know, follow through with more questions at the time. Then we'd circle back to the original questions. Well, each time we asked, you know, are you a boy or a girl? It responded a boy. Asked the age, it responded nine. Asked the name, it went to the same three letters. And we did a cycle of these questions four or five different times. And obviously the whole thing in our mind was thinking that somebody is moving. So we didn't really think much of it. And uh, I held on to the Ouija board because everyone else was a little too uh, intimidated to take it home with them. So, the following day, I, when I wake up, I, it just for whatever reason, it clicked in my head. I remember there being a cemetery from mid-late 1800s on my family's property. And it's kind of out in the tree lines. You can't see it from the road or nowhere else like that. So, well, for whatever reason, it just clicked in my head to go take a look at it. So, I go down there. I walk through the cemetery. You know, it's just growed up with brush and briars and you name it. Walking through there, I find a headstone for a boy that was nine years old that passed away. And the three letters that we kept getting responded for his name was the initials for his full name. That's insane. So, instantly gives me just most insane chills I've ever had. Oh, I bet. That would creep me out, too. So, uh, I get my phone out and I take a picture of this headstone. And I uh, texted to the people that was there with me playing. They couldn't believe it. So that weekend, we went to a, a, a palm reader in town. And uh, this guy, he is he, he told us that he's a pagan, that he does not believe in God or nothing like that. But he does believe in demons and that you can be possessed and, and you know, just have a bad experience. So we was discussing the Ouija board and everything that we did. And uh, he said that it was pretty common for people to get those kinds of responses. So me being the type of person I am, I ask him the question, what's the one thing you do not want to do with a Ouija board? And he replied, never try to play it alone. He said that you just open yourself up for really bad situations and you'll have no defense. There's no one there to help you. And it just makes connecting with an entity that much easier so later that weekend I decide that I'm gonna be the fool to actually attempt this because I'm the type that it either has to happen to me or I have to see it for myself before I'm a hundred percent a believer so that weekend the same group of friends uh, we is all hanging out well I drop them off and it's real late it's 2 33 o'clock in the morning by the time I get home so I tell them when I get home I was I was talking to them on my cell phone and I tell them that I'm gonna play it by myself and of course they all was kind of freaked out and paranoid and was like now nah, that's a bad idea don't do it but I decided to do it anyway so I kept them on speakerphone so, of course, I try to set the mood. I, I turn all the lights off in the house, and I get some candles out. So I'm doing this by candlelight. And mind you, it, it's, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. 
um, I start to warm the board and as soon as I did our house phone rings at my parents house and instantly just gives me chills and, you know I'm in a pure state of just terror you know just scare the hell out of me and uh, I finally calmed myself down and my friends were telling me on the cell phone I was talking to they said go answer it I was a little leery about going answering because I don't know who the hell's on the other end of the phone but I finally calmed down enough and uh, I suppose I should lead in a little backstory um, my family is uh, extremely religious uh, they are Pentecostal uh, I was born and raised in their church um, myself I'm not a religious person I don't I don't follow organized religion but my my grandfather is the pastor at this church so my family's really into this stuff um, so leading up to that uh, my entire childhood living with my parents We've never had anyone call their house after nine o'clock at night. Just everyone knew that my parents went to bed that time. You know, they was always asleep. So no one ever called past nine unless it was an absolute emergency. So now back to this three o'clock in the morning, I start warming the board by myself. Our house phone rings. It's my grandmother and, and, and she is in a, a, a complete hysterical state of panic and she's out of breath and she just kept saying Justin Justin are you okay so instantly gives me just chills you know I'm freaked out at this point and I'm, I'm trying to just keep calm and so I told her I said yeah I'm fine and she's like are you sure you're okay she's like oh, I'm coming over I said no it's okay you don't you don't have to come over She's like, are you sure? I said, I am fine. I promise you. And uh, she says, well, I'm going to start praying for you. So I got off the phone with her and instantly I'm freaked out because what's the coincidence of something like that happening? I was told by multiple people, a person that was a pagan does not believe in God tells me that it is a very bad idea to play alone. Then the night I do play alone I get this phone call at three o'clock in the morning it's just the the odds are you know it's just too much stacked up against it to make sense so I am completely freaked out at this time so I decide I, I you know I obviously I turn every light in the house on I'm freaked out and I get off the phone with my friends and I'm trying to do everything I can to get my mind off of it to change things and uh, so I put the Ouija board back in the box, put it all away, and I leave it on the downstairs table. Well, I go upstairs, and this is back when there was MySpace and all that. So I get on the internet, and I'm playing like online poker and stuff, and I'm trying to just get my mind off of it. And the whole time that I was upstairs playing, it felt like there was this huge dark presence just right on top of my shoulders and my back, just like breathing down my neck. And... I, that was the most paranoid I've ever felt in my life. And I, I remember I kept jerking around, you know, turning my head, just looking to see what's behind me because it, it literally felt like someone was right up on me. And uh, for this next thing, I, I have no explanation why I decided to do this. But I get off the computer and I go downstairs and I grab the Ouija board. And I, I pick it up and I take it up to my bedroom and I lay it in the bed next to me. And as soon as I laid down to go to sleep with the Ouija board next to me, I was the most peaceful and relaxed I felt. I, I was completely calm, never had no issues. And I, I literally slept like a baby all night. I had no f sense of paranoia or fear or nothing. Well, the following week I explained to, uh, the guy that was the palm palm reader and uh, explaining to him what I did and obviously he did not approve of what I did you know playing it by myself and uh, I, I, I told him what had happened and I he's obviously he don't believe in God so he's really not on that side of it but I, I explained the feeling I had you know after it was done 
I, you know, I walked away from it. I tried to get far away from the Ouija board and the feeling of paranoia and fear until I got it and put it in bed next to me, how calm I felt. And he explained to me that the reason it felt that way is because whatever I was communicating with attached itself to me. And he said, and when you get attached to an entity like that, that's the feelings you get because it's trying to feed off of your energy. So it gave me that feeling until it was next to me to where it could attach to me. And honestly, that was probably the most scared I've ever been in any situation in my life. Yeah, they uh, they call that metapsychosis. It's basically transmigration of the soul. Uh, they say it can happen when you use a Ouija board by yourself. Well, I, I know for my personal experience, that was the most intense state of paranoia or fear that I've ever experienced in my lifetime. That's cool, man. That's a pretty creepy story. Love it. <laughs> well, thanks, Justin, for uh, coming in and uh, sharing that with us. Uh, we're going to get this uploaded on the podcast. And and uh, great story. Great story. Thanks for having me. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, you know, I uh, I've had some pretty cool, pretty cool experiences uh, that kind of made it look to me it's like something is there. And I think that, but I don't. I also don't think that you have to have a Ouija board to do that. No, no. Do you know what I mean? I mean, um, there are certain things that go on and that go on like just with the group mentality of anything when you got a, a basketball team or a football mm-hmm. team you know and you guys get that same thing in your head you're, you know? you're all on that same level you're on that same length yeah you know that's kind of how it's got to work and um it's like extrasensory perception and i i am a firm believer of all that crap yeah. you know, I, I i believe i like that all that crap yeah and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna freaking correct <laughs> he's not gonna sugarcoat it i'm not gonna correct myself either <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I, uh, cause I mean, I know a hundred percent that I have, it's funny cause it's kind of like, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she gets like cramps whenever she gets vampires are near, you know, in the yeah. movie. Yeah. When I was, when I, even now, when I sense something, like if I go to a house or something that's haunted or even if I don't know it's haunted. I always get a feeling on something. Yeah. You get that weird feeling in your gut. Dude, I get it. I get it to where it's like, I instantly either know, oh, it's, it's haunted, but it's cool. But I've had places, dude, that I've, we're, I remember this one house, uh, when we were younger, we were all going party in different people's houses and stuff. You know, we were probably 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, everybody was walking up to the, walking up to this dude's house and he had a four, a four year. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, just you open up the, like a screen door into the foyer, right. and then it goes into the house. It goes into the house, yeah. Well, this is an older house, old brick house, so it had like this cool decorative foyer and stuff, you know. So I walk. Everybody's walking. I'm one of the last ones to walk in. I get in the foyer, and they open up the door. When they open up the front door, man, I was just like, I stopped. I'm like, I'm not going in here. I didn't say that, but in my head, I'm like, oh, I told everybody, hey, I'm gonna wait outside. I'm like, oh, you want to go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'll wait out here. And I wait outside and stuff. And then later on, I talked to uh, the kid who lived there. We were just bullshitting, you know, talking. Mm-hmm. And I started asking about his house. I'm like, this house is pretty old, you know, blah, blah, making yeah. short, small talking. And I'm like, is it haunted? You know, just joking. Right. He's like, dude, it's funny you say that because, like, I see stuff and hear stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I didn't tell him that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, like, I 100% believe in that stuff because I know I have it. I know I do. And the thing is, I don't know. It's weird because I don't like I talked before about it. You know, I don't stuff don't scare me. It really don't. Right. It kind of gives me an adrenaline. You know what I mean? It, it's weird. I mean, I I don't do drugs or none of that crap, so I don't, I don't know what to compare it to. Like as far as like, or I don't even really drink that much. Really, I haven't drank in like eight years. <laughs> oh my god! I don't drink though. I drink it once a year, like on my birthday or New Year's or something. But yeah, ever since I had kids. I've never drank because I know I'm going to have a headache anyway and wake up. I don't want to have an extra headache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, there's a lot of cool. I, that's that's one of the reasons why I like the Ouija board is because it's just, it puts something else out there. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was super popular. Oh, yeah. When it first, I mean, I think in 1967, they said it sold 2 million 
uh, pieces of two million of them, and it was more than Monopoly. They sold more wow. Ouija boards than Monopoly in 1967. Well, that was right around Vietnam. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they so they sold two million copies of it in or in uh, 1967. That's wow. awesome. So outsold Monopoly. Yeah. You know, uh, just to kind of go off onto another little little story. Uh, big uh, big person that was a big skeptic, and we've all heard the name before. It's Harry Houdini. Yeah. He was a huge skeptic. Really? He used to go to all these different mediums and psychics and figure out how to debunk them. And when his mother passed away, he tried and tried and tried to communicate with her through uh-huh. a Ouija board um, and was successful. Um, but whenever he passed away, he was still... He was still a skeptic, but he told everybody that if there is something out there, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you about it. And uh, he never did. You know, nobody Asshole. Ever, yeah, nobody ever heard. A liar. You know, the guy could escape anything but death. You know? He's a liar. Yeah. Maybe so, he's not really dead. But just kind of interesting that, you know, somebody that, you know, you think about this guy, magician, escape artist, you know, but he was really big into the paranormal. and. See, and that's, that's something for me, too, is that uh, I want to be, I want to see it. Yeah. I've seen things in my life. That's why I believe in that stuff. I've seen a lot of things I can't explain. I've seen a lot of things, and I've heard a lot of things. Hundred percent. I've heard a lot of things. I don't know if I told. I don't know if we talked about it on this on one of our podcasts, but I told you about it that night. Me and my wife, we had just went to bed. We had our. We laid down. It was probably like midnight, and uh, we got this big California king size bed, right? So my two boys, they still sleep with us. I mean, that's just that. I feel safer having them yeah, near me. Yeah. That it's way, a family if, some, affair. if something happens, I can just grab the shoddy and put a hole through the wall, and I have to right. worry about hitting my kids. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, we were laying there. She was on one side of the bed. I was on the other side of the bed. And we usually do the whole love you, babe, love you, babe thing, you know. Yeah. So we did that. But then I heard clear as freaking day in my ear, like a woman saying something. But it was kind of mumbled. So I was just like, I was like, what's up, baby? And she's like, I didn't say anything, but did you hear that? And I was like, yeah, that wasn't you. She's like, what the fuck was that? That's why. <laughs> and then man. as soon as she said that, <clears throat> it did it again. Clear as day. Heard a woman talking, both of us. At the same time, heard it. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Yeah. Because, you know, because the first thing I asked you was, was there somebody outside? Yeah. And, and yeah, and I mean. Like, no, there was nobody outside the house. Yeah, because I get up. Do you, I already told you guys I'm, I'm a freaking prepper. I look for everything, so I hear yeah. everything. So if I would have thought somebody was outside, I, I got up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I thought it was my dog. Because sometimes your dogs make weird dogs, noises. Dogs can't talk. Yeah, but sometimes they make weird noises that sound like, so what it ain't. So, like, I, I, and my dog, she's like 13 years old. She's a fat girl and she breathes weird sometimes. <laughs> And sometimes she makes, she makes weird noises. So uh, I was like, well, maybe it's Kasha. So I get down. Yeah, her name's Akasha. She is named after a freaking Queen of the Damned. Um, that's cool. That's where she got her name. And um, I, I looked, and she's standing up. And she's just been asleep. And she, she was standing up, like, looking around. I'm like, okay, so it wasn't her. So I don't know what that was, but that's just something recently that I've seen yeah. or that I heard. You know, I've heard stuff my whole life. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. That's that's another story. We're gonna get into paranormal yeah. stuff and some ghost stories and whatever else later on. But you know, there's other stuff out there. Oh yeah. And for there's sure. other and there's ways to, to communicate it with it. And the Ouija board is just one of those ways. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, and I mean. You know, there's all kinds of things. Uh, what do they call it? Divinity um, objects where, you know, like they have, uh, uh, what do they call the rods? Dowsing, uh, dowsing rods. rods mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen those, uh, you know, and all these new spirit boxes. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
thermos. All these new like ghost hunters and stuff. They're getting into all this electronic stuff, and you know that stuff's cool and all, but. You know, I don't know that you really need all that. I do love me an EVP. Yeah. I yeah. do oh, love yeah. having... Yeah. A... Oh, yeah. To have, an, uh, have a voice recorder, oh, yeah, you have to have that. But I'm talking about the spirit these, box annoys... these EMF a... detectors. and Yeah, because know. what you got to realize is you got an EMF detector, right? You're like, okay, I got this EMF detector. It's going off, and I'm holding it right next to my camera. Yeah. And I'm holding it That's right next to... putting off EMF. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm putting on... That's one thing I like about, like, um, ghost hunters... Yeah. When they were in taps, you know, right. they went out to disprove a lot of stuff, but they also would, they would check everything before they did. Okay. Well, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a high MF come off these pipes here. Right. There's high MF right. coming off these wires over here. They yeah. get that baseline, you know, reading. Yeah, that stuff. show was really cool when it started, but it went downhill, you know, well, they got to make money. Yeah. You when know, they started staging stuff, it was, you know. and now you got Zach Baggins who gets, Zach. gets possessed every time he goes somewhere. <laughs> that guy. Dude, I love that show. I watch it every day. Every time it comes on, I record yeah, it. Well, I yeah. mean, I do it anyway for the for the podcast so we can talk about it later. But like, dude, I his buddy Aaron on there. I feel so bad. That for that poor guy. guy. <laughs> every time Aaron, it'll be he Zach gets will be like in every shitty situation. Zach's like, dude. and in this room, eighteen people have been murdered, and they say if you go in there for more than five minutes, you can feel someone like they're stabbing you in the gut. So we're gonna send Aaron in alone. <laughs> <laughs> God dang, dude. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> and he's always like, dude, no, dude. I mean, I remember seeing one time where, like, they shoved him in the damn room and shut the door on him. Like, <laughs> dude, just gets shit on so much. I feel bad uh, for him, you know? sucks. Yeah, I don't watch that show very often. I, You know, I'll turn it on and watch a little bit of it. You know, it just, I don't know, that guy, he just. I do it more for laughs. Yeah, that guy just kind of annoys me. I do it more. Oh yeah, he annoys everybody, dude. There's a whole podcast about just about making fun of the show. Yeah. It's called Insanely Haunted, and they mm-hmm. they make fun of the show. Um, but yeah, that guy he's uh he's something else. He's he they is. just did some thing on Halloween about uh, Divic Box. They opened up the Divic Box. Yeah, they're doing like a live show or whatever. We're gonna did open up the that? Divic Box live. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> because it was Halloween and I had better things to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, I should have uh, recorded that. You know, Ghost Hunters, they used to do a live show. Yeah, I did, and I watched theirs. I, I were, honestly love. Those loved, were kind of cool. I honestly, I can tell you that um, I watched everything up to, like, I didn't watch the last couple seasons mm-hmm. or the last few seasons. I watched every episode up to that, dude, and I love that show. Yeah. Well, I I'll tell it. you one thing that, that uh, Ghost Hunters and the whole TAPS team did is they made the paranormal explode on TV because yes. when they started, there was hardly anything on TV. I used to wait and wait and wait to see these because I like the stories or the shows where they're like most terrifying places on earth and yes. stuff like that. Most you know? haunted. And- you know, not so much a ghost hunters kind of thing, but just no, telling like you the story. Dracula's of what happened. castle and you know, yeah, Lep, exactly, Lep exactly. Castle and you know, those are the shows that I really get into, and I always would just wait and wait and wait, couldn't wait till these shows were on, and now they're on every freaking day, you yep. know, and the world is kind of getting burned out on them. Yeah, kind of. But I tell you what, dude. Like I said, I've been kind of doing research on these for the podcast because mm-hmm. I know we're eventually going to get into them deeper. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's some pretty good ones. Like uh, Haunted Possessions is a good one. I like it. I like the way it's I have made. not seen that one yet. It's a good one. There's um, uh, Haunted Possessions, um, My Haunted House. I like it. Okay. I like it. Okay. Um, Most Haunted is a good one. Um, my my son really loves that, My Haunted House. He yeah. loves that one. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. I like them a lot. They're, um, I watched this really cool episode the other day, dude. And this guy, uh, he moved into his house. And um, he got up. They're doing the remodel and stuff. He got upstairs, up to the attic, and was putting in up in the attic, and he's putting in uh, the stuff up there for storage. And he's seen that there was like a fake wall mm-hmm. built up in an attic. Yeah. Well, he had broke through the wall, and there was a TV up there with like boxes and boxes of VHS tapes but that had been boarded up behind yes. this wall. Yes. Wow. So he told his wife about it or whatever, and they, just, they said, well, whatever, we'll get into it later, you know, because they just, they literally just moved in. Well, he starts washing at night, 
and it's this dude who it's someone videotaping their their neighbor like it's their neighbor's house but the person still lives there but it's their neighbor's house and it's videotaping this house for like 24 hours from their house from their house holy shit yeah well he keeps going into it and going into it and getting further into it and getting further into it well at the same time his wife is having these visions and like having something come to her and like showing her stuff so um anyway she uh she tells her husband like they're kind of further and further apart and you know what i mean you well, started talking about his wife and i thought oh shit he found a videotape of his wife going over to this other house. oh no no dude well <laughs> this is what's crazy he gets further into this one and he finally gets like after watching like hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. of for days of these videos he finally gets to one where the dude is videotaping and he goes to the other person's house and it's this blind lady right really good looking blind lady you know okay. whatever um i think she was blind she may have just been really dark because here's what happens anyway he goes over there breaks in the house and the guy's like oh man no don't do it breaks in the house he goes upstairs she he's walking through the house videotaping the whole time gets to her room she sits up and looks around and like he is in videotaping her and he's in front of her you know and he goes to the side of the right. bed and she's looking forward like who is there blah blah you know kind of like she looks like she's mm-hmm. blind but maybe it's just pitch dark who knows and he's got night vision camera or whatever right well he kills up killing this lady yeah what yeah so the lady who's been coming and visiting his wife, like the dead yeah. lady, was the lady that the guy killed. And she, the lady kept saying, you're next. You're next. Oh to, my her, God. to his wife. Well, they end up calling the cops. And, dude, the guy who got busted, yeah. like he, they had like 300 tapes of people that he had killed. Oh, my God. And this is coming from that, that video. So, wow. Or that, that and what show. was that on? I want to say that was on um, My Haunted House or something like that. Dude, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's a really good show. They do really good, like, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, the playbacks, the reenactments. Right. They do really good right. reenactment stuff. It's it's pretty good. You know? Yeah. That's, hell yeah. That sounds cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, we got into the uh, Ouija board, you know. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> but you got mail. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I love the Ouija board. You know, there's not a whole lot out there about it you know the origin of it no one really knows i mean it's it is what it is i mean we know where the modern version came from yes you know but you know as far as how it originated you know who knows maybe maybe patience worth came to charles kennard and said hey check this (laughs) out dog no yeah just kidding But, uh, I don't know. I think um, that's probably going to be it for this week. Yeah, sorry. We kind of ran out of time. We ran off on a tangent. So, we'll get... uh We'll get to some witchcraft on a later episode because yeah, I definitely want to get into that because I've got a lot to say about it. And I have found a lot of stuff on it. I think yeah. we could do an actually full episode on witchcraft. Yeah, very, yeah very probably easily. a couple. And we'll do it again, too, because I want to actually get a witch. I want to find... I, I know people who are connected with people and okay. um, bring them in and have them talk to us a little bit about stuff. That would be cool, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think that's what we're going to do. And don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, everybody. The Horror Chronicles podcast, very easy to find. Give us suggestions of what you want to hear. Um, give us some feedback on here. If you're downloading, subscribing, and you're listening, please give us feedback. So yeah, have- tell us what you want to hear. And, um, We're going to try and get this out on some other mediums. Oh, we definitely uh, I've are. Been looking at some, looking at some other stuff, you know, uh, some other yeah, uh, there's Spotify and stuff like uh, that. You I know, mean, iTunes, and we're going to try and get it out there. It's it's just kind of. I mean, we've been working at this. We're only five. Ep- this will be our fifth episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're still young. So I mean we're getting her in there, but we're just we're just, we're gonna we're gonna put it out there in different places and stuff. But with your guys' help, that's gonna help us get out there even more. Yeah, and, and um, even faster. And we're gonna get better. I mean I th- I, I'll be honest with you, our last episode was my favorite so far. Like that. Yeah, it episode, turned out pretty good, man. It was my it favorite. Good. And um, so like I said, hit us up on Facebook. Um, Do it. Definitely get the cast. If you're if you're just somehow stumble upon this, you're listening to it. Castbox, it's a free app. It's a great. It's easy to yeah, use. Yeah, it's on Android and 
Yep. Apple. Everything. And um, go to the Horror Chronicles. Just look it up. Find us there. Download and subscribe, guys. Subscribe. Yeah, if you subscribe, you'll know when the new episodes hit. Yep, and you can download them. And then once you're done listening to them, you can can delete them and they won't cost you, you know. No, don't delete them. Keep that shit forever like luggage. Yeah. And the thing is, you can download it while you're at your house on your free Wi-Fi and then you listen to it anywhere. Even if you don't have any service, you can just listen to it because it's on your phone. And force other people to listen to it. Force them. <laughs> so hit us up guys, let us know what's going on and um until next time, keep it creepy.